Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thanks for joining us for Retire Right with Epstein and White. I'm Bruce Steinbrock, joined by Brad White with Epstein and White Retirement Income Solutions, a proud part of Mercer Advisors right here in San Diego. Well, people may be in retirement, heading into retirement, almost retiring, and they're thinking, hmm, what do I do with this money I've been saving in a 401k or a TSP or a 403b for all these years? Maybe you worked at one job, like my dad, the post office, for 36 years was my dad. So what do you do? And Brad White is here to kind of break it all down for us today. Brad, this is a big deal because let's face it, especially if you worked in a job like my dad for 36 years, you got a pretty healthy sum in that retirement savings vehicle. And oftentimes those folks want you to keep that with them and it may not be the best in your best interest uh, in this situation. Well, it's funny. Your dad and my dad both. My dad worked at FedEx for, uh, I want to say, 36 years is mm-hmm. pretty close to the number. So it's kind of a lost art these days, right? It is. As we hear what the average, you know, for millennials and, and lower, it's like, what, six, seven, eight uh, jobs, yeah, something like that? Yeah, maybe maybe six and, and dropping. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, that's a whole other tangent we'll, yes. we'll avoid for right now. So. Look, I'll tell you what prompted me to kind of start this topic was recently um, there was news surrounding the federal government employees TSP plan, right? The thrift savings plan. So the way all of you that work for a private company, the way you have a 401k, all government workers, right, have this federal government workers, I should say, have one unified TSP plan. There's six and a half million total people in it. Almost four million are active employees, which means there's still two and a half million people that don't even work there anymore, that just let their money sit there, which you'll see is kind of the theme of what we're talking about right now. By the way, here in San Diego, we have a huge base. A lot of you work in one way, shape, or form, and I see lots of TSP plans um, come through our doors over the years. So the number one investment choice in this plan across the country is called the G Fund. It's essentially a guaranteed of, uh, account. It's kind of like um, like a guaranteed money market, just set interest rate position. So what's the news? The Treasury Department is now using special measures to avoid the debt ceiling limit being breached. I'm sure a lot of you have already heard news about the debt ceiling limit, and we're back in trouble there again. So, so far, they've had to tap into the Civil Service Retirement Disability Fund and the Postal Service Retiree Health Benefits Fund. On top of that, though, Janet Yellen, Treasury Secretary, also advised that she anticipates having to tap into the G Fund. So here's the thing. Make of this what you will. Uh, look, they they have said, of course, that all participants are going to be made whole, right? And that they're not going to really know the, the difference here. It's almost like they're just borrowing money from something to help avoid breaching the debt ceiling and then pay all the participants back without you ever noticing or missing, you know, interest or a beat. But look, am I worried that the federal government's truly not going to pay these people back? No, not really, right? That doesn't sound feasible. But it wouldn't make me that terribly comfortable either to know that that's just the privilege that the government has is to actually tap into my retirement account funds in order to bridge a gap for debt problems. Companies don't have the ability to do this, by the way, in your 401k. You know, 
Qualcomm can't just say, hey, you know what? Like, mm, having a little bit of short-term cash flow problem, we're just going to tap into all your 401ks here real quick. And, Although, uh, back. The, in, back in the day, Enron, I had a buddy that worked for Enron. He'd only been working for him for about three or four years. He had some guys that were 30-plus year employees, and they lost everything. Yeah. Look, here, let me real quickly give the number here, Bruce, because I'm going to probably rattle off a few Absolutely. things. So our number is 888-564-7878, 888-564-7878. Or you can always go to epsteinandwhite.com. Very easy to find our information and reach out to us that way. Why do people reach out to us? We've been doing this here in San Diego for almost a decade now. We've helped thousands of San Diegans. There is no cost, no obligation whatsoever. You can call us. Um, most people come in and have up to two meetings with our team here. There's, like I said, no cost or obligation. We build complete comprehensive retirement plans, but we also answer specific questions like what to do with your 401ks or TSPs, what to do about Roth conversions or future taxes or how to choose your social security, what to do with your real estate or your trust or your kids, anything going on in their life. Uh, almost certainly we've seen it and we've helped. And given everything that's happened last year in 2022, what's going on with markets and inflation, I keep saying this, it's a, you work too hard for your money not to have, not to make sure it's, you know, not working or that it's working just as hard for you as you do for it. So again, 888-564-7878. Now going back to our conversation here, Bruce, here's kind of the thing. Most of us are creatures of habit, right? Like forget about finances, just in life. Like I know I am, we're creatures of habit. We like what we like and we trust things. Most importantly, we trust things that we're used to and familiar with. Mm -hmm. So compared to like the unknown, right? That makes sense. I believe this is the number one reason that a lot of people think that it's best to just leave their account at their work once they retire. I understand why people think that, but it's a, usually a bad idea. And this happens a lot to me, Bruce, right? Where people like, I'll say like, hey, you retired already. Why is your account still at your old company 401k or in your TSP? And it's like, oh, well, you know, my account's done so well in my 401k, right? That I just like, I want to leave it there. And I got to, again, I can't stress enough. Your account does nothing to do with where it's at or the fact that it's at your work or 401k, nothing. Your money only goes up or down based on the investments you put in the account. So guess what? If you liked the investments, the funds that you had in your account, if they were good, by the way, guess what? If you roll your money over into an IRA, you can find those same investments. Yeah. But also, you can find a million other investments that your work options don't have. So we have to remember in this conversation, retirement accounts were always meant and are always a wonderful tool to grow your money. Okay, They are first and foremost forced savings. I can't stress enough how important that is to our country, the fact that money just gets taken out of your paycheck before you see it, and it gets saved every month in compounds over time, let alone matching money you might get from your employer, tax benefits, all that. So they're great savings tools. Again, the negative is that you're limited with your investment choices. You're typically very limited with any sort of help or professional management. I know a lot, some plans are better than others, but a lot of times it's administratively difficult with 800 numbers and robo prompts and, hey, sorry, you need to go consult your own advisor. We're not legally going to give you advice. Like that's what typically what you get. When you leave or you quit or you retire, you can do a rollover in your own IRA. I typically recommend Fidelity, Schwab, TD Ameritrade, or Vanguard. Okay, so when you do a rollover right, there's no taxes, there's no cost. You simply just take it from your employer and you put it into your own hands. Like you take control of it. So again, if you like the investments in your plan, great. Roll it over to a Fidelity, find those same investments, but at least it's in your name now. Or you might also say, well, I wish I had better guaranteed investment options that my plan doesn't have, right? As an example right now, for those, there's so many people out there, Bruce, right now that have things like money market funds and stable value funds and bond funds in their 401ks. If that's the kind of investment you want, maybe your IRA lets you invest in something that I know about that can get you about five and a half percent guaranteed. So if you're getting two or 3% in a stable value fund in your plan, you can maybe have a better option in your IRA. That's just one easy 
example of this. So we almost always recommend taking control of your money. And what does taking control of your money mean? It just simply means it's not at your employer anymore. It's in your own IRA. And I think a lot of times, Bruce, people understand the technical difference of that. It's just like, oh, well, like why touch it or why do anything? These plans were never meant to be retirement income tools. That's not why they were built. You'll notice even bigger differences of the inefficiencies of company plans when you try to take money out every month for the rest of your life. A lot of times they don't let you pull from specific funds versus others. You just have to pull from like, so in other words, if stocks do bad and bonds do good, maybe you want to pull from the bonds for a particular period of time, which could be a good idea, but your plan doesn't let you be nimble like that. Maybe it's hard to figure out exactly what you're withholding. Like if you have an IRA, you can tell a fidelity, hey, I want you to withhold 10% federal and 5% state every month or a specific dollar amount. And you can change that whenever you want really easily. A lot of times work plans, a little harder to do things like that. There's even other potential disasters, certain plans, and the TSP, by the way, is one of them, just to continue this theme. If you die, you might be able to leave your plan to your spouse, no problem. But if you both spouses pass away and it goes to kids, certain plans aren't set up technically correctly to where now it's a tax blow up upon death. Whereas in an IRA, it's no problem. It becomes an inherited IRA for the kids, no tax blow up on that. And I just think we have to keep remembering, right? Like this is all new to everybody. Like we didn't, people didn't have retirement accounts. They saved up their whole careers right. until recently, right? Like 401ks weren't created until the eighties and popular until late eighties, nineties. So this is still a new phenomenon to have this huge group of people with a lot of their wealth in retirement plans from their work and then like living off of them for 25 years. Well, and Brad, when, when you talk about taking control, then I can sit down with you and the team at Epstein and White. And even talk about, okay, can I roll some of this into a Roth and, and start developing strategies for the long-term withdrawal of that money and trying to make sure you're as tax efficient as possible. That's another great point that I didn't even consider. And I know you and I were talking offline about that, right? Mm -hmm. And you've done that yourself to, you know, to a degree, right? Which is, you know, hey, maybe I'm interested in, in not having a big tax blow up in my future and I want to do things like Roth conversions. Well, you can't be that nimble inside a company plan. You first have to roll it to an IRA and then you can do things like Roth conversions. A lot of times, sometimes, you know, Bruce, this is just, um, you know, tidying up your world. People have old 401ks here and old IRAs here and there's three or four things. I've seen people, Bruce, have their ex-spouses as the beneficiaries on plans. They didn't realize it because they did it 20 or 30 years ago. Right. Well, rolling over to an IRA will make, oh, shoot, my kids are grown now or my beneficiaries are different, right? So let me update that real quick. Let me combine these three or four accounts so that I don't have a bunch of stuff that makes my life harder to manage. And if it's harder to manage, guess what? You probably won't do as good of a job with investments. Yeah, you'll just now, throw up your hands and just say, forget it and let somebody else do it. <laughs> right. Now, to your final point, Bruce, look, there's one of two types of people out there. Either you feel very comfortable managing your own money and doing this yourself, at which point you should still do a rollover, right? Because now you have more choices and it's easier for you to manage things. And if you're worried about cost, again, if you go to a Vanguard or a Fidelity and you choose index funds or ETFs, like that's going to be bare bones, no cost, no different than your employer, possibly less. Some employers are worse or better than others. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Or... A lot of you, and this is the bigger percentage of people, so don't feel bad if this is you, this is a much bigger percentage of people, you don't 
feel great about how to manage money or what to do, especially as it gets more complicated in retirement, you need to live off this. So to your last point, Bruce, yeah, you can get better ongoing help should you feel like you want it in the IRA world. So look, there's there's the right areas of the market to be in and there's the wrong areas. When interest rates started going up, people found out quickly that punished things like tech stocks that had done well and helped other areas of the market. So as things switch over time, do you know which places, which type of where your portfolio should even be? Beyond that, guess what? There's a million mutual funds and index funds and ETFs out there. Do you have bad ones that just historically underperform in your plan right now that's just costing you money? And are there other options better? Or do you have good ones? One of the things, Bruce, for the last decade that you know I've talked about is because the markets were going up, I feared that people weren't checking on their accounts and they, they didn't even know if they had bad funds. Mm -hmm. well, the one benefit of your accounts going down in 2022 is hopefully this spurs you to say, hey, look, let me just have somebody look at this and make sure that, I'm, that I shouldn't be in something better. So that's where I'll kind of come in and finish this right now is, look, I mentioned it before, we'll mention it again. We've helped thousands of San Diegans. There is no cost, no obligation. We will review your investments, 401ks, IRAs, TSPs, even if it's just simply you need a second opinion or sanity check, that's great. Or if you really need some ongoing help, we can discuss that too, but there's no cost or obligation to meet with us for up to two appointments. As I mentioned, we've helped thousands of San Diegans be happy to help you next. Our number is 888-564-7878. That's 888-564-7878. Or you can always go to epsteinandwhite.com. You'll see our contact information. You can reach out to us that way. That is epsteinandwhite.com. He's Brad White. I'm Bruce Steinbrock. This is Retire Right with Epstein and White. We've got more right after this. If taxes are keeping you from selling your highly appreciated income property, we have good news. Hi, this is Brad White from Epstein and White, and we have an exciting offer for commercial real estate owners. We have a team that's solely dedicated to helping real estate investors defer the taxes on the sale of their highly appreciated income property with a Delaware statutory trust. A DST qualifies as a 1031 like-kind exchange, so you can potentially defer your gains and reinvest them in income-producing commercial properties. And best of all, you can invest in a DST without any of the hassles or responsibilities of being a landlord or property manager. When you work with Epstein & White, you'll be working with a team of professionals who can help you strategically sell your highly appreciated property while still enjoying the benefits of investing in real estate and potentially deferring the gains on your income property with a 1031 exchange. Learn more by calling 858-564-8036 or visit us online at epsteinandwhite.com. Investment advisory services offered through Epstein & White Financial LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. DSD investments carry risk, are only available to accredited investors and considered illiquid investments. Thanks for joining us. This is Retire Rights with Epstein & White. I'm Bruce Steinbrock, joined by Brad White with Epstein & White Retirement Income Solutions, a proud part of Mercer Advisors right here in San Diego. Well, 2022 was a volatile year in the markets. 2023 seems to be off to a good start, and people, I think, are still kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop, Brad. And some people are wondering, why is the market seemingly off to a decent start here in 2023? What could possibly make people worried about, you know, hey, when's the shoe going to get the drop? I don't understand. We're just I, it, it's shocking, the confidence of people here to make them so pessimistic. <laughs> well, they lived for a decade without even thinking about it. And then last year kind of kicked them in the jaw. Oh, they, it was the most hated bull market ever. Trust me. I, I had conversations all throughout of people worried about what, you know, so it's just the nature of, of who we are. Mm -hmm. um, look, there's, there's a saying a lot of times of, you know, how go, so goes January, you know, so goes the year. And if that's the case, you'd be in for a heck of a year. January was a great start for uh, 2023 here. 
why? Why are things off to a good start? And and I'll phrase it in the context of not only why, but look, inflation's still high, is it not? Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, and look, in I've fact, got... the Fed is still you know, raising interest rates and right. all those things. So it, it's just still heard that again, right? That yeah. they're going to continue to raise it, which means again, inflation is still high. So you've got inflation, by the way, I mean, I have two, two boys in the house. So I, from milk alone, I understand that <laughs> inflation is still high. Come I know on. everybody's eggs. feeling it too. <laughs> yeah. Milk and eggs. It's unbelievable. It uh, we're the only San Diegan in a, you know, densely populated area with cows and chickens in their backyard if this thing continues. Um, But (laughs) I digress. I can't wait for Ashley to uh, hear that news. (laughs) (laughs) She likes pets. Okay. All right. Um, Look, so we've got inflation that's still high. We've got lay, right? We keep hearing more announcements of more layoffs, right? Yes. Got talks of recession going on. So in the middle of this stuff, we've got a market that's going up. That seems weird. What have we been saying all last year, Bruce? As if Nostradamus was hosting Tire Right <laughs> with Epstein and White. Is that your middle name, Nostradamus? Uh, no, it's Robert. Okay. Actually. Okay. A little more traditional. <laughs> um, the what have we been saying? The market is the leading indicator for the economy always, while at the same time, economic data is what looks backwards, mm-hmm. and that creates a huge disconnect to individuals as they hear news. Inflation wasn't high yet in January 2022. Unemployment was low, and we weren't seeing layoffs early in 2022. Right. Market was tanking because mm-hmm. it got ahead of what was going to happen. The market looks ahead to what's going to happen. So when inflation happens and our Fed has the only tool of raising interest rates to slow the economy down, right? Finance 101 is when interest rates rise, the valuations of stocks and bonds have to come down. That's just, I don't need to go into the details. You don't need to become a finance expert. Just know it's finance 101. When interest rates rise, it pushes down the value of things like stocks, real estate, bonds. Brad White so giving are, you Professor Brad White today. <laughs> Yeah. Um, So look, in early 2021, here's the thing. Stock valuations came into the year at 22 times earnings because interest rates had been low for a decade. Right. Once inflation was the writing was on the wall. Right. Boom. Markets had to start going down. And that explains why 2022 was so bad. But the reason right now is that markets are trading only around 16 and a half times earnings. So markets aren't expensive anymore. And while inflation is still high, it has so far peaked. It peaked back in like July, if I'm not just this is off the top of my head, uh, June or July, right, August. It, yeah, it was, uh, I think it was early to mid July, if I remember correct. That sounds right off the top of my head. So call it right around July. Mm-hmm. So while inflation is still high, it has so far shown that it has peaked, that the trend is now plateaued and slightly going down. Okay. I, and look, we need to see, see it play out still, right? And we've got earnings to play out and some things like that to play out. But, even if we enter into a recession, we're already have to decide how much of that was baked in. So when we look back, I always I like to use a stat. Like we look back and we find out the the, the really bad 08 recession started right. in December 2007, but it wasn't announced until December 2008. The market had already gone down 40% by the time you heard we were in a recession back then. And we look back and we realize the recession ended in May of 2009, but it wasn't announced until September 2010. And by then, the markets already rose by 36%. So by the time you heard the recession was over, the markets were up 36%. That stat that I just showed you, I, you know, if you listen to the show, you've heard me repeat it. Bruce has certainly heard me repeat it. The reason I keep repeating that stat right now is it seems incredibly relevant to me to exactly where we sit today, right? Which is we may find out six months from now, oh, hey, we were in a recession actually even by the end of 2022. Mm-hmm. By the way, it's I don't care who anybody is. I will tell you right now, this is not subjective. We are in, even if we are classified as a recession at some point here, it ain't going to be anything like what was in 2008. That's just not the case. So recessions come in different forms too. And this one's by any accounts more mild than that. Well, Granted, and hopefully we learn something from that 2008 recession. 
Well, one of the big things we learned was lack of debt and lack of leverage, right? So that when things unwind the other way, they don't explode when they unwind, right? right? And our balance sheets as individuals, our balance sheets as corporations, and I can't say that about our country, right, with the debt, <laughs> um, but our balance sheets as individuals and companies, right, is wildly better this time, which means as things go the other way, it's it doesn't create the complete snowball effect. And frankly, I don't know if I'm popular or unpopular saying this, I like that the Fed has been as aggressive as they are. You have said, and but you've said this before, Brad. You said, "Hey, keep going. Make people feel it a little bit, because in the end, it will benefit us in the long run." Well, this is an, the reason we got here in the first place is because we weren't willing to come off, you know, the morphine drip of low interest rates the last ten years. Oh my gosh. We needed low interest rates in two thousand and nine, ten, and eleven. Nobody questions that we were in a huge recession. It had to happen. But by 2012, 13, certainly by 2015, 16 and years like that, like, you know, every time interest rates would take up a little bit, the market would go down. And it was if our, you know, Fed officials were placating to the stock market rather than just setting us up for, hey, look, like it, the Fed shouldn't work for the stock market. It shouldn't. It needs to work for the overall economy, right? No, I mean, and the look, Fed says they want inflation at 2%. So if that's their goal, then they've got to try and hold the line. And I'm just a big believer that when you're already dealing with something bad, you might as well get it all out of the way. Like, that's just kind of a normal life philosophy for me. Like, everybody this last year, we realize, like, the, the like we're used to the markets being bad. I don't want it to be, go down 10% one year and then have a whole nother 10% another year and then a whole nother 10%. Like, I don't want, like, three straight bad years. At, right. look, we had a horrible six months of the market. And we've kind of been chopping around ever since because we were aggressive early on this. So it's not going to, you know, bleed in forever. So... That may be a separate tangent from our original point here, but just <laughs> helping you understand why at least the start of 2023 from a market standpoint has looked pretty good. It doesn't mean it's right. By the way, inflation might end up trending the wrong way again. You know, God forbid things like in Ukraine and there's there's stuff that you can't ever see coming. So this isn't some sort of, hey, don't worry, everybody start piling everything in riskier than you should. So don't hear what I'm not saying. But hopefully this is just a little education for as you look around you right now it's like well i hear about layoffs i'm hearing about a recession inflation's still high like what the heck is the market going up for okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The market is basically saying we think the worst of it is over, and we think that by 2024 or 2025, rates can come back down, inflation will be neutralized, and like it's already trying to somewhat get ahead of that a little bit. Um, are you confused yet? If you are, I didn't mean to do it on purpose necessarily, but it's a good sign that you should come see us because if you work 20 or 30 or 40 years of your life and it's not easy to save money over the course of your life, and I know it's not, I do it myself, I can't imagine working that hard for your money and just letting it on a whim do what it does. I hope it's not in bad investments. I hope I'm not doing the wrong thing with taxes. 
who knows if I'm going to run out of money someday when I retire or if I choose Social Security at the wrong time. That's just it's not acceptable for your money. And I think we've made this process as easy as possible. It's not walking into a doctor's office and filling tons of forms or getting poked and prodded. When you walk into our office, some nice people are going to ask you how you take your coffee or, or if you want some water. And you have nice conversations with real trained human beings who have seen and talked to thousands of other pre-retirees and retirees just like yourself. We've seen it. We've been there. We've done there. And there's no cost or obligation to do it. And we physically give you the answers and make sure your money's in a good spot. And then you go back to your life and do all the other things that your money's supposed to provide for you. So if you'd like to take us up on that, the way thousands of other San Diegans have over the last decade, I will give you our number. It is 888-564-7878. That is 888-564-7878. Or you can always go to epsteinandwhite.com. That's epsteinandwhite.com. He's Brad White. I'm Bruce Steinbrock. This is Retire Right with Epstein and White. And Brad, I want to talk about the debt ceiling in the final moments of this segment. It's something that is we have to get a handle on. $31 trillion and counting the debt clock. It's, it's nauseating to actually pull that up online and watch it. Now, Janet Yellen was saying, hey, you know, we have to do this. And obviously it's a, it's a political battle. But both sides know that something needs to be done. Kevin McCarthy sounded off. Of course, he had his own challenges to start the year, but he did sound off on the debt ceiling. So the longer he waits, the more he puts the fiscal jeopardy of America up for grabs. We should sit down and get this done and stop playing politics. He is who he was talking about was President Joe Biden. So the two sides are, are in a battle. Obviously, we do have to do something about the debt ceiling, but then we also have to stop spending so much dadgum money. Yeah, McCarthy's and the stance is he and Republicans want to use the debt limit as kind of a standoff, mm-hmm. right, to enact spending cuts, sure. reduce the national debt. Whereas Biden has essentially said he's just not, he's refusing to negotiate over the debt limit and that Congress just needs to vote it with no strings attached. So, yeah, per usual, not looking great right there. Fiscal responsibility is certainly something I believe in in my household. Um, it is something I want to teach my kids to do. I certainly want to teach my kids that if their credit card is maxed out, they don't just get to keep calling the credit card company and increase the limit. And how scary is that, that the entire country is now wrapped up in this. So something has to get done. Everybody should be kidding themselves if they think there's some easy answer. Cause if one person wants to decrease social security and Medicare payments, another person wants to decrease spending, another person wants to decrease infrastructure or, you know, what have you. So it's certainly not. Maybe in this particular segment, I'd say down the road, I'm sure Sure. we're going to talk about this more. Oh, yeah. I just got done talking about in this last segment that, hey, look, like the market's reacting positively because it thinks the works is behind us. But you never know what's around the corner. This could be around the corner. So Janet Yellen has essentially said, hey, look, she's using some measures right now that are already in her extraordinary measures to keep paying our nation's bills beyond January. But she's basically said that those are going to be exhausted by about June, which is what she's calling the X date currently. So, look, we were here back in 2011. It's been a long time since it posed this series of a threat, but we're essentially there again. And by the way, when you raise the debt limit, I want to be clear, all that's doing is authorizing Congress to pay existing bills we already owe. It's not even adding new ones. Now, in 2011, the market went down about 14% pretty quickly, right? The S&P downgraded, right? U.S. government debt for the first time ever, down from AAA. Here's the big boogeyman here, Bruce, is just like if I default on stuff, mm-hmm. my cost of borrowing is going to go up. Over time, correct. If our government gets in a position, what if the cost of our debt goes up? But by the way, last time it even rolls downhill to corporations, right? So back then, the cost for for corporations to borrow jumped substantially when all of this went on. Now, that was when interest rates were low, right? Today, interest rates, as we know, are already high. 
So the economy is already teetering on a recession. So this becomes, in my opinion, even a bigger risk that if our debt gets that bad, if there's some sort of downgrade, if the cost of debt jumps and that rolls downhill to corporations, we're already doing that in a time when interest rates are high. So um, I'd be lying if I said I sit here in you know February and have the complete crystal ball. Obviously, we've had a habit of somehow finding a way at almost certainly the 25th hour to raise things and keep kicking the can down the road. And that might very well happen in June again. This is a long-term issue that's not going anywhere. And if this is the kind of stuff that you worry about when in regards to your own money, let us help you with that. We can put plans together for you. We do put plans together for you, uh, overall retirement plans and an actual roadmap, and also investment plans that help you earn the money you need so your money will last their retirement, but cater it to your particular needs and comfort levels. And maybe things like this can stop keeping you up at night. So our number, 888-564-7878. That's 888 888- Five six four seven eight seven eight. You can always go to epsteinandwhite.com. Reach out to us that way. That is epsteinandwhite.com. This is Retire Right with Epstein and White. We've got more right after this. Chances are your company-sponsored 401k plan is your single largest investment. But how much do you know about how yours works? And did you know that if you're 59 and a half or older, you can take control of managing your 401k? Call Epstein and White at 858-564-8036 to learn more. At Epstein and White, we create plans and strategies to help people manage their 401k assets. Because when you transition from the accumulation phase to the distribution phase of your savings, it takes a whole different strategy. 401ks offer great tax advantages in your working years, but can trigger big tax bills when you start taking withdrawals by nature. 401k plans are designed for a younger and more risk-tolerant workforce, not someone close to or in retirement. Your 401k plan helped you get to retirement. Now, let Epstein and White help you get through retirement. Call 858-564-8036 to schedule a free 401k review or go online to epsteinandwhite.com. Investment advisory services offered through Epstein and White Financial LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is Retire Right with Epstein and White, along with Brad White and Bruce Steinbrock. Brad is with Epstein and White Retirement Income Solutions, a proud part of Mercer Advisors right here in San Diego. Brad, so often people hear terms, an index fund, a mutual fund, an ETF, and maybe they play along like they know what is being talked about. And then there are others that just like, okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn the other direction and not even get involved in that conversation. So we want to kind of break down. they wake down. up from their nap. <laughs> exactly. Break down uh, the difference and the vehicles that these can be for you here on Retire Right. Index funds, mutual funds, and ETFs. So in the world, we're just going to talk about the world of kind of what you would say is quote unquote normal portfolio stuff. Um, mutual funds were created, you know, a hundred years ago at this mm-hmm, point, literally. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea of the original mutual fund was this, Hey, diversification is a good thing. We all know that I shouldn't put all my eggs in one basket. I can't put all my money in one stock, right. As an example, but I also don't have a lot of money to buy a ton of stocks. And I don't really know what I'm doing as far as how to pick and choose all the stocks initially. And over time, Hey, a mutually owned fund, this one fund has managers who pick and choose the stocks. There might be 100 stocks or 50 or four, whatever it is, but there's stocks inside this fund. Mm-hmm. You own a piece of this fund. It's mutually owned, right, between you and however many other investors. So the whole idea was to get diversification and professional management done at an easy and kind of more cost-efficient level for the average person. Makes all the sense in the world. Worked, you know, overall perfectly fine, right, for decades and decades and decades. 
Now, the idea of a normal mutual fund is you're paying that money manager a fee. And the reason you're doing it is not only for just the, the, the reasons I talked about, but ideally they will pick better stocks, not only than you, but compared to a the category that you're invested in. So as an example, if I'm buying a large cap U.S. stock mutual fund, right? Because mutual funds come in categories. That means the only type of stocks that that fund is allowed to invest in is large U.S.-based companies. So what would I compare that fund to? Something like the S&P 500 index, right? In today's world, that right. might not have existed like that 100 years ago, obviously. So for decades and decades and decades and decades in the 1900s, there were no algorithms. There weren't trillions of dollars poured into this. There wasn't people dedicated all over the world watching this stuff all the time. It was like Warren Buffett and 17 other people in a library, right? Reading companies, balance sheets, and picking stocks, right? I'm being a little facetious, but it's somewhat close to that. Yes, there weren't computers making microtransactions, all of that. So, stuff. you know, having mutual fund managers back then and paying them a fee made a ton of sense, mm -hmm. right? Because if you were really in the know and really good at that, there was a lot of, well, because there was so little information, it makes a, a much bigger spread between the knows, right? And the, the who doesn't know. Right. Now, Bill Miller, um, if you look that name up whenever you get a chance, is somebody who beat the S&P 500 for like 15 straight years in the 1990s. He will tell you right now that that could never happen again. It's impossible. He or nobody else could ever do it again because the information is just so readily available to everybody and things are so efficient now that you'd squeeze the margin, squeeze the margins forever. It becomes impossible for any one manager to have some sort of edge on a consistent basis year in and year out over long periods of time. Not only that, but new inventions help all industries. The financial one's no different. It has created new inventions, things like the ETF and things like you know index funds, let alone derivatives and derivatives beyond what they were, you know, the simple ones are, were, were created for. So now, back then, back in the day, you had to pay brokers commissions, you had to pay these fees, you didn't have this stuff. Nowadays, you can, anybody on their phone can log on a Fidelity or TD Ameritrade, buy an index fund for like literally no cost and invest in all of the 500 biggest company stocks that the U.S. has and kind of ride that out. So the question is, what is the difference or what is the goal of a mutual fund versus an index fund versus an ETF? Mm -hmm. Here's the last kind of structural thing about a mutual fund that's important to know. Mutual funds are different. They don't trade like stocks. A stock you buy and sell, like I physically own my share of stock and I sell it to another human being who has to buy it. And that can happen in the middle of any day, anytime I want. Yeah. So say that's I own right. Apple and I want to sell you Apple, then there's an exchange of that stock. Boom. Buyer to seller. Now, if I have a quote unquote mutual fund, you don't actually sell it. You quote unquote redeem it. Like when you sell your mutual funds, it actually just goes back to the mutual fund company and it only happens at the end of every day. The other thing that happens though is really bad from a tax standpoint. So inside that mutual fund, right, they're buying and selling lots of stocks. You never see it. That's, it's not transparent. It just happens inside. Mm -hmm. Now, let's say you buy into this mutual fund today. Well, that fund has owned Apple and Amazon and Bank of America for the last 10 years. Right. So it's, those stocks have tons of gains inside even though you weren't in the fund itself the last 10 years. Inside the mutual fund, if they start selling those stocks, all those gains get transferred out to you and the other mutual fund owners. So people this year, and this is again, Bruce, I know you've heard me talk about this. There's a lot of you that are about to start getting 1099s, yes. and you're going to see a whole bunch of capital gains tax you owe, even though you lost money in 2022. Some years are worse than others. This one's going to be a bad one. Now, this doesn't happen inside your IRAs, by the way, because IRAs mean, right, tax deferred. So in your non-IRA accounts, those of you that own mutual funds, this is a kind of a bad structural problem. This does not exist with ETFs. An exchange-traded fund is kind of what it sounds like, right? Exchange-traded, so it trades like a stock, right? Versus mutual fund that has that redeem quality that I talked about. Right. 
So now if I own this ETF, that doesn't happen. Stocks aren't bought and sold inside that distribute out to you, and you can buy and sell it in the middle of a day, not at the end of the day. That part shouldn't be a huge deal for anybody outside of a day trader, by the way, but it's, it's a reality. So an index fund that tracks the S&P 500 index and the S&P 500 ETF are gonna look and feel almost identical to an individual investor's. Sure. So there are these days though, there's a million ETFs that have become like actively traded ETFs right. and leveraged ETFs. And so the original ETF was basically meant to look exactly like an index fund looks. Very, very simple, very low cost without the tax problems that a mutual fund has. Like anything in the world though, when something gets created right, then a million versions of it does. And sometimes the more complicated ones do more harm than good. That's Maybe, you know, another topic. That's why um, you should raise your hand and get some advice. (laughs) So here's the thing. Some areas of the market, mutual funds are more worth it than others. Like almost nobody beats the S&P 500 index because the U.S. market is so transparent. But when you start talking about things like emerging markets and other areas, there are certain mutual funds that have very good track records beating comparable indexes and indices um, along the way. So if I had to pay a mutual fund manager in emerging markets to consistently beat the index fund of that market, fine, so be it. That's great. Things like tactical bond strategies or certain small cap strategies, right? So this is how complicated it starts to get. If you're kind of looking of how you should invest your money, if it's your 401k, your IRA, or your brokerage accounts, first and foremost, it's this is how you build it. Okay, what's my risk tolerance and what are my goals for my money? That tells you what type of stocks or bonds or things you should have. Then from there, there's a million choices of mutual funds, index funds, ETFs, and the question becomes, based off your tax situation, based off the manager's performances or not, and all these things, which ones should you choose? And guess what? If you choose the right ones this year, over time, you might have to change those. So that's where we come in, right? Is we're fiduciaries. We don't own or create any of our own mutual funds or ETFs or index funds, which means when you look inside our portfolios, we don't have an incentive to use one or another. It it just means we're doing all that due diligence, not just the overall financial planning, not just building the overall portfolios, but the due diligence of which are the best index funds versus mutual funds versus ETFs. And by the way, Bruce, none of this even goes into other things like private investments, real estate investment trust, right? The REITs, annuities, all those kind of other things. So that was just the analysis on index funds versus mutual funds versus ETFs versus stocks or bonds. Again, if you're confused by now or wondering, am I doing the right thing? That's where we come in. We've helped thousands of San Diegans. There is no cost, no obligation. We will review your existing investments. We'll tell you if we think they look great. We'll show you that. If they're not so great, We'll show you that too. But again, don't forget that also if you come in, we will build you an entire retirement income plan, tax minimization strategies, what to do with real estate or social security, right? And the list goes on. Our number is 888-564-7878. That's 888-564-7878. Or you can always go to epsteinandwhite.com. That's epsteinandwhite.com. When you're on epsteinandwhite.com, remember to click on the education tab. There's some great downloadable guides that are courtesy of Brad and the team at Epstein and White. Just go to the education tab at epsteinandwhite.com. I'll draw your attention to the retirement and inflation guide and the social security 2023 guide. That's at epsteinandwhite.com. With Brad White, I'm Bruce Steinbrock. This is Retire Right with Epstein and White. And as we wind down this segment, Brad, Secure Act 2.0, people heard about it at the end of the year and the beginning of this year. Uh, let's talk about what's different for retirement now and going forward, because here in 2023, if this is your retirement year and moving forward, 73 is when you have to start taking those required minimum distributions. And so you, you get a little more time for that. But obviously, we always want to remind people of Secure Act 2.0. 
Yeah. So what's different about this for retirees now is that most people don't have pensions, right? Most people don't have paid off houses. Mm -hmm. And that was the backbone of retirement for our country, right? Affordable homes that you paid off by retirement. You got a pension, you got some social security and you lived 10 to 15 years, maybe on average. Now it's you saving your own money that needs to last for 25 or 30 years. And it just doesn't happen. So this Secure Act 2.0 is an acknowledgement of how broken our retirement system is. Mm -hmm. But, you know, sorry to be the negative Nancy here. It's not going to really fix the major problems. Not, nothing in there really does that. The closest thing that does any long-term strategy here is the concept that all new retirement plans must automatically enroll its employees at 3% per year of their pay initially. And that goes up 1% every year until it gets to 10% or something along those lines. But that's only for new plans. It doesn't even address that for existing ones. So you worked at Qualcomm or you worked at, you know, the federal government, whatever. It's not like it's going to start solving this problem for new employees. It increases the amount that people 15 over can catch up with. That's great. Will people do this? Probably not. Probably not. And certainly the people that are behind already, that's less likely. Yeah, because um, they're going to say, I don't have the money to catch up with. Well, look, we've talked about the debt ceiling already, right? Yeah. Which is our country's in trouble and it's going to have to trim a budget somewhere along the line. A huge part of our budget's in things like Social Security and Medicare. So as a country, we can't just have a system that says, oh, well, if people haven't saved anything for themselves, then they're, they're all going to live off Social Security and Medicare when we already can't afford that for everybody out there. So I think a lot of people say like, hey, well, I wish I didn't pay into Social Security. If I had just put that money into my, my if I had saved that all along the way forever, I would have done better myself. Maybe. You spent it. You probably wouldn't have saved it every paycheck no, along the way. No, you wouldn't. Right. We've proven that again time and time again as a country. Now, some people I would right? like I prefer mm -hmm. that individually at my level instead of giving me a pension or Social Security. I'd rather just put my own money in and do things over time. But I'm a financial professional. I'm going to give mine to you right? and let you take care. Of yeah, that, like, I've got IT friends are like, well, Brad, you know, actually in the Samsung, you can do more things within the iPhone. Guess what? I don't know what to do with that information. Right? <laughs> I just need the easy thing that works for me. Exactly. Right. So I understand people think this kind of illusion of control makes a lot of sense. And it does for certain people. But as a country overall, like it's it's very different. The Secure Act 2.0, you'll hear some small things in it, RMDs a year later. It's not, none of that stuff's a huge deal. Right. But just remember what's incredibly different for you is managing your own money for 25 or 30 years through markets, interest rates, inflation, and things like that. That's just never been done before. So really, really make sure you know how to map that out and do that. Like really make sure you do. Because if you don't, you can reach out to us. We've done this for literally thousands of San Diegans. There's no cost, no obligation. We'll map out your entire retirement. Whatever questions you have, we'll answer them. I mean, how easy is that? Our number is 888-564-7878. That's 888-564-7878. Or go to epsteinandwhite.com. Epstein & White is a trade name. All services provided by Epstein & White investment professionals are provided in their individual capacities as investment advisor representatives of Mercer Global Advisors Incorporated, an SEC-registered investment advisor principally located in Denver, Colorado, with various branch offices throughout the United States doing business under different trade names, including Epstein & White. All expressions of opinions reflect the judgment of the speakers as of the date of recording and are subject to change. Some of the research and ratings and articles discussed come from third parties that are not affiliated with Mercer Advisors or Epstein & White. The information discussed is believed to be accurate but is not guaranteed or warranted by Mercer Advisors. The information provided in this show does not purport to be a complete description of the securities, markets, or developments discussed. Forecasts, projections, and other forward-looking statements are not a reliable indicator of future performance. Actual events, results, or performance may differ materially from those reflected or contemplated. 
This show is being provided for educational purposes only and is not intended as a recommendation or solicitation to buy, sell, or hold any particular security or to engage in any particular investment strategy. No portion of this discussion should be construed as tax or legal advice. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. An annuity's guarantee is subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. This radio show is a paid placement. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.